welcome to the very first In The Cove podcast. My name's Rob Caldor and I'm here with the founder and the force behind In The Cove, Jackie Barker. Hello, Jackie. Hi, Rob. And I'm so excited about our very first In The Cove podcast. So tell me, how did you start In The Cove? Rob, it all happened via an accident in 2012 when I'd just finished up a pretty high-pressure job and I was in Lane Cove one day and I was walking along and I saw a new cafe being opened up in a laneway where I thought no one would see it. So I went home and set up a Facebook page and I was going to tell everybody everything that was happening in Lane Cove. Little did I know that it would become a multi-platform media company. Where do people find out about In The Cove? We have our Facebook page, our Facebook closed group, we have Instagram, we have our website, of course, Pinterest, Twitter, and now our podcast, and of course, our weekly Lane Cove News Blast, which is an email every Wednesday. A lot of people are interested about what's going on locally here, and hopefully the podcast is a way of meeting some of the locals. What areas do you think you want to cover? Well, what I want to do is give people a rundown on um, the big issues that are happening in Lane Cove. Look at that. That's one of them. And you know what? One of our roving reporters will tell us what's happening. We have the most amazing roving reporters. Some of the things we'll cover? Local uh, business, local council news, local crime, um, local development applications, local sporting clubs, funny things, interesting things, tips, you name it, we'll cover it. If it's about Lane Cove, the podcast will cover it. And obviously, if you have some, some ideas for the podcast and things you'd like included, let us know. So it's info at inthecove.com.au. What's coming up on today's episode? Well, today we're going to be talking um, a little bit about um, hot topics in Lane Cove and some news. We're then going to be talking to um, John O'Farrell from the Lane Cove Cricket Club on the rise of women's cricket in Lane Cove. We're, we're then going to be speaking to Rebecca Mitchell of um, Rain and Horn Lane Cove, who's going to tell us a, a little bit about the property market during this COVID times. In the cove.com.au. In the Cove News. Lane Cove is going off at the moment. Since the opening of the canopy, Lane Cove's been bustling. And this weekend, the Lane Cove Outdoor 50 Metre Pool will be reopening with the one and only Ian Thorpe as the special guest to open the pool. That is pretty special. I'd actually like to see him in person, how, how tall and big he actually is. How big his feet are. That's his famous uh, feature. But look, what what a legend being 20 years since he first came to prominence in the Sydney Olympics. I won't be able to hug him, though, because of COVID, but I'll, I'll try to get as close as possible to get photos, people. The Canopy restaurants are starting to open, and the first one is opening in the first week of October, and then they will gradually open right up to the end of October, and by then there will be four restaurants in one section. I've heard a rumour that the other um, part of the canopy, which is closest to the Cake Man, has been leased, but the council is being a bit tight-lipped on who's been chosen as a tenant. But don't worry, I will find out. What what sort of restaurants are they? There's, they're, they're all different. There's one that's uh, called Sugar Lane, which is a modern Asian. Then there's uh, another Indian, and then there's one called Peanut Butter and Jelly, which is sort of funky hamburgers that are as big as... A telephone book and then there is one called Gaston which 
pardon my bad French accent, but that it is a French restaurant which will have, um, uh, you know, uh, Frenchy things. Look, you know, I think one of the things with COVID that we've all become very accustomed to not cooking from home a bit more and I'm sure the takeaway and the Uber Eats of this world are going to be attending the can of bean delivering, but also sitting outside in that space looks lovely. Oh, sitting outside will be terrific. And when COVID restrictions ease, the Land Cove Council will be putting on things like movies, bands. So it's really, the canopy is going to be brilliant. We're also going through a little bit of an explosion with development applications. And there are two types of applications that are coming up all the time. One is something called the new generation boarding houses. And the other one is aged care and senior housing. Now, at the moment, there are five um, development applications in for aged care senior housing in Lane Cove. And I've just heard a rumour that eight houses along River Road between William Edward Street and Waroon Road are looking to submit a DA for senior housing. This is right next to one of the most beautiful reserves in Lane Cove, Waroon Reserve. And I think that would be a real big call to approve that DA, not to mention the extra traffic on River Road. River Road usually has about 20,000 cars a day on it. So, you know, there are several reasons why I don't think this is going to be something that people are going to embrace. Do we know any details about when the outcome of any of this will happen? That one was just, that one's just a rumour um, and many a slip between cup and lip, but um, that's what I've heard on the street. What, what about the um, boarding house applications? Because that's been quite controversial. The government is looking at tightening up the regulations on that because what's happening is that boarding houses were meant to be affordable accommodation and what they've become is just very um, one-bedroom apartments for um, students and uh, uni students and that really isn't what was meant to be and it's a way of developing an apartment without having to comply with all the apartment requirements and you can build them in places that a normal apartment would not be permitted. Watch out for news about that. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, we've got some great new businesses opening up. There is a new bakery called Laminate going in across from McGrath's Real Estate in the Plaza and also just in the same arcade, and this one I really like the idea of, is a sustainable clothing company called Beck and Bell and they will be reselling um, on consignment designer clothes and handbags. So you can pick up a um, Stella McCartney or a Gucci handbag that's been pre-loved but a a great price and you will be stopping something going to landfill. I think that's a great idea. There's been a definite uh, push in that direction in the fashion industry. I know there's lots of fast fashion companies where you you can get things quickly and delivered to you that day but there is also a growth in the sustainable fashion industries. Speaking of sustainability, what do you think about this, Rob? Lane Cove Sustainability Action Group has been one of the biggest... um, promoters of um, getting rid of single-use plastic and in particular they took a a petition to get rid of the single-use plastic bag and they were also pushing the recyclable, um, the reusable cups and we had um, a system in Lanco where you could actually get cheaper coffee if you have a recyclable cup. But now COVID has hit Um, and we all are now back to using those single-use coffee cups. I heard the other day that there's a movement that says that if you um, take your wash cup 
to a cafe and you put on the on the counter and they pour it directly in so they're not touching the cap the coffee cup at all then you can start reusing them again what do you think rob what's what's your feeling is it are we is it too soon i think it's not too soon i think it's a great initiative i think we're still worried about covid and i think our habits and our sensitivities have definitely changed but if there's a way of them doing it without compromising the sweet delicious taste of coffee then i think it's a great thing i mean the amount of disposables that you have to use all the time is very upsetting and if we can do our little bit, I think it's a great thing. And we do love our coffee in uh, in Lang Cove. We usually have once a year a coffee carnival, which again, we'll not be having because of COVID. And in fact, um, that's something I wanted to touch on is events. Events are coming back to Lang Cove. Can you believe it? Little Red Robin Restaurant is holding a wine um, appreciation hour every Saturday in October as part of the Good Food Month. And so you can go along, they'll, they'll um, talk to you about wines and you get to take away a bottle. The Orcott is doing Tequila Month and they have cocktails at 12 bucks and, you know, things like frozen margaritas. And they also now have live bands back on a Sunday, but you do have to book because it's a sit-down. So you've got to sit down, you can't dance. But you still get to listen to sweet music and have a lovely cocktail. What happens in the cove stays in the cove. In the Cove Sport. I'd like to welcome John O'Farrell from Lane Cove Cricket Club to the In the Cove podcast. Hello, how are you? Delighted to be here. Last year, I had the pleasure of um, watching some of the Lane Cove girls play in some cricket finals, and it was a, a watershed moment as you had a great number of teams. Can you tell me a little bit about the explosion of women's or girls' cricket in Lane Cove? Yeah, de- definitely, um, Jackie. Look, I think I think girls' cricket uh, generally has really grown tremendously off the back of the women's big bash and and the attraction that that's presented to to parents and families to be able to go and watch fun cricket and watch watch women play cricket at a really high level and I think off the back of that you know the Lane Cove Cricket Club um, started about two years ago and we got uh, about 20 girls playing in our first ever season last year we had 40 girls playing so double our numbers and this year we're looking to try and build on that again and get probably up near 60. Wow and are registrations happening at the moment? They are open right now about to close at uh, in the next week so we've, we've got really good numbers coming through at the moment and uh, if you want to get in and play this week's this week's the time to do it. Uh, under 11s is probably our strongest age group. So girls typically who are in the in the age ranges of sort of seven to ten are under 11s. Um, 11s and 12s play under 13s, and then for the first time we're going to have an under 15s age group. So two years ago, these girls who were playing in the under 15s age group started out in that under 11s age group. So we're progressing through the ranks. It goes all the way through to under 17s. We haven't got there yet, but that'll be that'll be the aim in a year or two's time. Wow, that is so impressive. And uh, the home ground is where for Lane Cove Cricket Club? Well, we played a number of number of grounds around Lane Cove, which is which is really handy. So you can see them mostly down at places like Blackman Park, um, but they also play uh, at Pottery Green or, or Gore Creek, uh, Bob Campbell Reserve. And how often do they have to train? Uh, all the girls actually train on a Friday. So we train the whole cohort together uh, on a Friday afternoon from about 5.15 till 7. So... Um, you'll see all, all of them down there then on a, on a Fridays and they train once a week. And is there mentoring between the older girls and the younger girls? Yeah, that's what we're starting right now. So we're just starting to get some uh, some of the older girls 
who are a bit more experienced come in and help out with with the really young ones um, just around some basic skills and they're they're really really good at it and it's really great for the younger girls to be able to see these older girls who are only only a couple of years ahead of them uh, and see how they've developed and how they play and is there any uh, heroes that all the girls are interested in following? Um, look, I think they have a, they have a variety of, of, of heroes, but I think mostly it'd be the names that you'd be you know, typically familiar with, the Elise Perrys, the uh, Alyssa Healy's, um, the Meg Lannings, those, those kind of players I think are the, are the ones that they would typically follow. Um, but I think if you sort of cast your mind back a few years earlier, um, you know, many wouldn't have had those heroes. And so, and so it's been a real change for them and, and really, really exciting for them. Well, when I grew up, women's cricket was backyard cricket and that was it. So it's been a real watershed. And um, how did you particularly get involved? Why was John O'Farrell tapped as the man to, to lead Lane Cove women to glory? Um, that's a kind of interesting story. Um, my, my daughter actually played um, when she was very young and uh, played sort of more than 50 games for Lane Cove but played in a boys' team. Um, and she, she has a twin brother, so she played, she played in the same team uh, as him. And then... Um, got to the age where uh, so often sort of 13, 14, so, so the girls kind of at that point um, either gave up playing cricket um, or went on and played in a, in a women's cricket club, which was the only, only real opportunity. And so she went and played for Gordon um, and they had, a, they had a, what they call a Brewer's Shield side, which was a, an under-18 side, but the Gordon side was all very, very young. But they had no coach. And so they asked me to coach the, this Brewer's Shield side and I did that for a couple of years and then um, uh, she decided to retire <laughs> uh, and gave priority to her schoolwork. So it's very difficult as a parent to argue, argue you, should, you should not do schoolwork and you should play more cricket. So I found myself at a loose end um, at, at right about the same time as uh, Lane Cove was looking to start up uh, the girls' cricket. And so they said, well, I come in and, and do that with them. So I've been doing it ever since. John, what I love about this is that, and, and it's just not Lane Cove cricket, it's, it's all of Lane Cove. We have such a volunteering spirit and there are so many John O'Farrells out there who spend a lot of time um, doing this and for, you know, no reward um, other than seeing girls do well. But your girl's not even involved anymore and you're still involved. So that's pretty amazing. Thank you. I look, I, yeah, look, I, I just, I, I love You've got to love cricket, right? So uh, I, I love cricket. All, all f- I have four children. All of them have played cricket for Lane Cove, uh, three boys and a girl. Um, and it was just a way of being able to give back and help, help out those who are, uh, haven't had that kind of opportunity. All these people wanting to play cricket, how do they find out? Where do they go, John? Um, they go to the Lane Cove Cricket uh, website um, or they go to kind of playcricket.com.au and it's very easy to register there. You just put in the postcode. 2066. Well done, Jackie. You can register. And, and, uh, and that will take you to the Lane Cove website to be able to register. John, any other big news happening at Lane Cove Cricket Club? Yes, there is, Rob. Look, next, next week, um, actually, we, we happen to be taking our first ever girls team away to play in a tournament. So um, one of the really great, exciting things about playing cricket is being able to go away and tour as a team. And we're taking a team next week to go and play in the Kookaburra Cup in Canberra, uh, which will be for under 12 girls. Fantastically exciting. In the Cove Real Estate. We have Beck Mitchell here from Rain and Horn Lane Cove. Hello, Beck. Hi, how are you? What's been happening in the market lately? It's a very strange market at the moment, and it will probably depend on whether you're talking about buying, selling, renting, or investing. 
Is there much supply out there? It's just started to loosen up over the last couple of weeks, but it's been super tight up until then. There was just almost no stock on the market. It's a combination, I think, of a few things, but I would say the overriding reason would be fear, fear of selling, because people were very much under the impression that it was going to be a really bad market to sell in. It took quite some time for people to realise that, in fact, it's been a strong market and not a bad market. Because of that, more buyers wanting to get property, supply and demand, that's why it's been working for people selling. Yeah, the buyers are still there and finance is cheap at the moment. So if you've got a good job, you're not in danger of losing it. Money's cheap. So you're in a position where they want to buy and you've got quite a few of them out there. Are there any particular hot spots? Like are there any suburbs that are, that people are really looking for in, in the Lane Cove Council area? I wouldn't put it down to one particular spot, no. No, I think it's coming down to the property rather than the actual area. And are people coming to open houses at the moment Are they, or are they still looking at it um, virtually online? We have very few people looking at it virtually. What we are seeing is more your expats that are stuck overseas that want to buy because your expats still want to buy, especially here in Lane Cove, and they clearly can't get out here. So we're doing a lot of FaceTime and on you know, sort of online inspections with them. But we had up until recently, there was one particular property we had in Lane Cove North and we had 194 groups through six opens. So our opens were going for a really long time because we obviously had to adhere and wanted to adhere to social distancing. So that was an insane amount of people through a house and we had over 360 email inquiries on that one property. Wow. Gee, that's, that's so counterintuitive to what I thought was happening in the marketplace. I, I, mean, I thought people were staying at home and not coming out. So there you go. You learn something new every day. Yeah. No, we are seeing buyers literally by the dozen. For those of you who may not know, Rebecca Mitchell is in fact a true Lane Cove legend. And Rebecca and I first met when my daughter attended the Lane Cove Dance Academy, which Beck owned years ago. I won't say how many years because a lady doesn't give away her age. Um, but my daughter went to her ballet classes and we struck up a friendship then and uh, then Beck went on to Charlie's um, clothing store and my daughter bought some lovely clothing from there. And then she went into real estate and, you know, you really know Lane Cove. I do know Lane Cove and I know most of the people in Lane Cove and what's really lovely is that I'm now selling houses for and selling houses to kids I taught ballet to all those years ago. And it's lovely to have that relationship and to know who they are before you even walk in through the front door. It's mm. so lovely. And it is amazing. I remember, you know, so first meeting you, we were just talking before about how your daughter decided that she was going to stand out amongst 40 mermaids and be a little orange crab, which made her stand at the front of the stage dead centre where she was the star of the show. <laughs> Very clever. I know, but I still didn't get over the fact she wouldn't wear a tutu. That's the most upsetting part was she never got to have the very pretty blue tutu. In fact, it was bright orange like Guantanamo Bay orange. Beck, thanks for being part of the In The Cove podcast. It's a pleasure and 
Also, thank you for letting us use your boardroom as our first recording studio. You are very welcome. And the Rain and Horn Lane Cove boardroom is always open to you. We'd be so delighted if you did all your podcasts here. That's an invitation we'll take up. Well, I just want to um, make mention of the fact that Rebecca, as I like to call her formally, but Beck has been a foundation sponsor and platinum sponsor of In the Cove since we started. And I, I um, had a dream of a website and I went to a few people I knew and said, look, I can't guarantee you'll get anybody looking at the website, but would you sponsor me? And they have and they've continued to do so and it's been brilliant. Well, from day one when you started in the Cove, you could see what a difference it was going to make to Lane Cove and I look at what you have done and what you are doing and it just has made such a difference and I think if there's one thing that I value as a person, it's somebody that makes a difference to somebody else's life and whether it's a lost dog that the whole of Lane Cove is out searching for or somebody that can bring forward some information that's just vital to what's going on around them in the community, you do that and it's just hats off to you, you do the, the most superb job. Jackie, tell me some tips for living in Lane Cove. Rob, there are some questions that we get asked on a very, very regular basis. Number one, how do I find a JP in Lane Cove? The council um, does have some JPs working for them. Some local real estate agents, including Rain and Horn, um, have um, a JP. And also on our website, if you just go to the search bar on on inthecove.com.au and put in just the piece, we have an article called How to Find a JP in Lane Cove. The other one we get asked, which is quite funny, is where do you get a key cut in Lane Cove? Um, and there are actually two key cutters in Lane Cove. Um, one is in the arcade um, where Four Frogs is and the other one is in the arcade where Nibu and Soulful Fitness is. So there are two places you can get keys cut. I can't tell you how many times we get asked that. third one that we get all the time is how do I find a handyman in Lane Cove? Unbelievable. If I, I'm coming back next time as a handyman. On our um, Lane Cove website, inthecove.com.au, we have a business directory and you go in it and put in the word handyman or even um, go to the front and put in tradie and there'll be a list of all the handymen. But I tell you, there is there is a need for them. So if you are a handyman and you want to um, advertise your business, call me because we need you. I can't believe we've reached the end of the very first podcast, Jackie been very exciting we're hoping to do this every couple of weeks now you threw an interesting conundrum at us which is coffee cups disposable or not so we'd love to hear about people's opinions what do you think how, do, you how, how can people contact us if you have a view on reusable coffee cups we'd love you to make a comment on our facebook page email in the cove at info at in the or send us a um a, a message and um, we'll get back to you. The other issue that I noticed in crossing recently is there's this the shared traffic zone just at, near, near the canopy. People walking and cars. It seems very busy. What do people think about that? Oh, Rob, that is a hot, hot, hot topic. Um, the shared zone at the canopy is supposed to be a pedestrian first zone. It's all about the pedestrian having right of way. The problem is, is that there is more traffic there than I think people expected there to be and they're worried that people 
there's already been one injury, but they're worried that, you know, the canopy is about small kids in the playground and what if they run across the the road and and the cars are only supposed to do 10 k's an hour, but there are there is a lot of cars going there and we've been receiving a lot of feedback with people saying we're really worried about this and in particular when you come out of the arcade near the cake man there's it's very hard to see cars coming on your right and people are concerned about that so we'd love to hear people's um, opinions on that in the cove podcast available on spotify and apple podcasts Thanks, Rain and Horn Lane Co. for letting us use their boardroom for the very first In The Cove podcast. We hope to continue doing this podcast, so if you have any ideas for content or if you want to be part of it, email us at info at inthecove.com.au. This podcast has been produced by etals.com.au.